Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, guy. All right. <laughs> Do you have a nice Christmas? We're not no, let, not no, 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 no. We're not pretending this is done after Christmas. This is before Christmas, and you've just been telling me. We did a little sound check then for four or five minutes of you telling me all about your Christmas day, how it's gonna be. This will be out after Christmas. So I wonder if it's gone how you expected or not. I reckon it might have gone worse. I think in everyone's mindset going into Christmas is gonna, it's going to be much better than what it actually is going to be. In my opinion. Either way, guys, welcome back to Rick Shields for Golf Show Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. We're actually on location today because uh, we're doing a few little sneaky top secret filming before the new year. So we thought, why not get a podcast done for the 29th of December? Should we be honest about this podcast, really? What it's going to be? It's a filler in it, really. We have no idea what it's going to be, guys. <laughs> well, last last week we had Robbie Williams, global recording artist who sold millions of albums. I think he's had fourteen number one albums. That's mad. The week before that, we had Marquez Brownlee, who is literally one of the biggest YouTubers on the planet. And this week we had. It was more. It felt like it was an obligation to put our podcast out for the Tuesday after Christmas. Sometimes he's the best, sometimes not so good. Got no real structure, just going to chat. And you said you might go live on the Facebook group in a bit. I will do. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> Feels like it's got off to a slow it's start. Very dark start, but it's, isn't it? It's going to get better. <laughs> I'm just bang my head as well. We're also going to be filming this for the second channel as well. We've got Matt on the camera who's going to have a little bit of an experiment filming. I don't know how I feel about being on camera, really. But it feels different, doesn't it? Pressure. Either way. Um, Go on then, lead. What are we talking about? <laughs> you wanted to do this. I said, let's have a week off. I'm sick of this podcast. It's getting worse every week. You know, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. First off, I've been amazed the response to the podcast mm, this year. Yes. Like, ridiculous. I remember... Well, we, we've had, obviously, I had my original, original Let's time. Let's talk about the original, like original three, time. Three episodes, which were terrible. Yeah. Me, sat on my own. What was the difference? Nonsense. Why were they terrible? Why is this one good? What's the difference? <laughs> I think we renamed the podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we renamed it, and, and pretty much that's it. We got a few, a few bits of equipment, yeah. and then uh, you decided to jump on, get involved, yeah. which, to be honest, has been a bit of a blessing. Um, so we started it ages ago but then obviously we've just had our one year anniversary coming into the podcast this year i can't believe how many times people when we've been to the driving range or down here at the marriott that have literally been getting out the camera going, oh rick guy i've just been listening to the podcast that was a lie they don't say rick guy they say rick love the podcast <laughs> they say rick love the podcast who's that who's that guy you do it with following you around i'm like this lad here um but that's something that i've never ever expected this year i never no. expected anybody to be saying there's two things that have shot me Love the podcast and love seeing you on Facebook. 
because they're yes. two things we've really pushed this year and to be honest they've been amazing the response has been superb i feel like it's an opportunity for me the reason why i wanted to do a podcast in the first place was an opportunity to do something like this just chat mm. just talk about what we've done what we've been up to and on youtube i can't really do that because i don't make that type of vloggy style video i'm not a big instagram story type person so this is this is a way of being able to sit back relax and chat without any structure and without you even plan. look cool on the part this is films people can see you look cool <laughs> chilled out jeans on trains a cap on inside doesn't bother rick shields in the podcast <laughs> chill just that's just what I'm, <laughs> what I'm like these days so we're going to touch on a few things today i, I do want to touch on youtube 2020 mm-hmm. because i'm facebook to some degree how mad of a year has it been like i think it's a good crazy mad. year. Oh, oh, in terms of the actual... Are you thinking of the year as a normal year for everybody else or for YouTube or everything? Let's talk... Well, obviously, it's been it's a been mad a year weird for year. everyone. Yeah. But like for us... For YouTube. Yeah. Mm. Like, we went out with a mission this year to make more content. We extended the team out bigger. Last year, we created a lot of really good, strong videos, but not enough videos. This year, we wanted to make more videos, but the same quality. And I remember back in March when everything locked down took place and everything, I had no idea what the future of YouTube was going to be like. No. Like, literally, I thought, oh my God, people aren't going to be watching stuff. People are going to be not playing golf. We fast forward two more months as we get in the middle of summer and it's just astronomical. We obviously hit a million subscribers this year on YouTube, which is amazing. That was a goal we wanted to try and achieve this year. We're averaging over 10 million views per month, which was, again, we wanted to hit one month this year with 10 million. And now we're averaging over 10 million with our biggest month in July at 17 million views in one month, which is crazy. Not only getting down to that with Facebook, like Facebook again has been a monster this year. The amount of new golfers that have got into golf and they're, and they're checking out Facebook and want coaching videos. Mm-hmm. And luckily we've timed it really well. And the channel now has just got 800,000 new followers, 800,000 followers on Facebook. So I want to talk about a few videos that we've done this year. Maybe top three videos we filmed. Oh, wow. I should have done some research. Maybe worst video I've we've got done. that already. Is that bad that I know the worst one straight away? You know the worst. I know that. I'm looking, right. I've got something on my phone. I've got it up. Right. I'm looking at it in, in the eye well, now. Hold, hold that thought. I don't know what the worst one is. <laughs> I do. I want to go top three. I want to go worst one, which obviously you sound pretty deserved. <laughs> you know what it is. And maybe a video we would have filmed differently if we had the opportunity again. Ooh. Okay. Then also I want to come on to podcast as well. Top three episodes of oh, podcast. Right. Best guest, worst guest. Ooh, worst guest. <laughs> Matt Fryer. <Crap>. Easy. <laughs> um... Should we go top three YouTube first? Why don't we do like three, but collectively rather than you doing three, I do three. We'll build it. Oh, I like that. Okay. So it's collaborative. Okay. Have you got one that stands out straight away? I've got one that I think you're going to be surprised about. I'm going to get my phone so I can check my YouTube videos. Um, One that I'm going to put in there. I'm not going to say one, two, or three, but in the top three. Okay. And I hate to say it in some regard because I wasn't there. Lee Westwood. Caddying for Lee Westwood. Mm. And I explain why. I'd love you to. That shocked me. Because... I wasn't on the shoot because I, I couldn't go because you could only have one person to a job. You took a cameraman, and I think I was was he out? Is that the only reason I didn't go? I thought yeah, something else. I can't yeah. remember. And obviously, we got well. You got up a time with Lee Westwood, which is incredible. He's one of the best. Well, now it's only after this year he's won the race to Dubai. He's one of the best golfers on the planet. One of the most famous golfers on the planet. He's the kind of golfer that non-golfers have heard of, certainly in the UK. But when you got asked to go and film with him, it was like, well, that's great. But what do you do? 
He's got he knows who you are, I think, because you've met him before. He's got some time free. But how do you make a good video with Lee Westwood that's different? You can't play golf. I don't think you're allowed. Were you allowed to or not? I think I was actually. It was a weird one because it was the pro am. So the original premise of the of the conversation with BMW was a spot in the pro am, mm-hmm. which I've done before and it is cool, but it has been done before. Yeah. So when that wasn't going ahead, they turned around and said, "We'll still want you to get some content with with one of our ambassadors or whatever it may be," and that mm-hmm. was Lee Westwood. And you can actually play golf with him. But I didn't massively want yeah, to. Yeah, that was it. We weren't sure what to do to make a video that's different. Because that's the thing. When you get time with tour pros, which is obviously, again, it's really appreciative. Appreciative. Oh, I'm not doing that again, for Christ's sake. Appreciative. <laughs> we, really oh appreci- we really appreciate this it. This is a joke. <laughs> appreciative. Yep. No, this is ridiculous. Because I was going to talk about the delusional thing today, which I can say perfectly. Appreciative. Oh, my God. We appreciate it. Yeah, but how do you say if you... I'm really oh, no. appreciative of that. That's yeah. it, isn't it? Right, Perfect. yeah. So we appreciate time. Oh, for Christ's sake. This is filmed as well. Look at my face. Um, we appreciate time with the tour pros, but it has to be a good video. Yep. So then you came up with the idea of this caddying thing, and then they said, well, you can't actually carry the bag because of COVID. So I was like, for Christ's sake. But it came out, because I think sometimes, because I wasn't there as well, so I saw it in the edit, like, from fresh. And it was a really good video. I think you got a lot out of Lee. First hole was a bit cold, which is fine. Yeah. To warm him up, which he did a good job of. It was entertaining. It was another thing we focus on more internally with the video is the retention. Yep. So making sure that the video for the viewer is good from start to finish. It's not going to get boring. There was no real massive goal to it, but yeah, it was a great watch all the way through. You did well on that one. Thanks, pal. So that's that's up there for me. Okay, yeah, I, you know what? It was as well. It was one of those ones again. Getting time with athletes, getting time with these superstars because they are superstars. Like you do have to nail it, and it sometimes it is tricky. But Westwood was on form, and it was it was a great video. Um, so that's I, I would agree I'm, I'm putting that in top three oh, I've as got well. the one now oh I don't know if it's this year it's not this year is it this year can okay. I tell you mine yeah go on and the reason why it's mine not only did I film it I edited it <laughs> believe it or not mm. I think this is the only video this year I edited completely from start to finish and it wasn't so much that it was more it was my little baby it was my little project and if I'm honest I think because I thought very fast on my feet, mm-hmm. it made us still stay productive through March and April a lot. Talk to me. And that was building the home simulator. Yeah. So when lockdown took place in March, and obviously you couldn't get out on the golf course, you couldn't play. Obviously, I still went to make videos. We've got, you know, we've got staff, we've got a business to run. So luckily, very quickly, I, I thought on my, on my feet and actually managed to get a simulator and get all the preparation into my garage, strip my garage. It took me days. It took me hours. It's probably, it sounds daft, but it's the, the most amount of work I've done this week on uh, this year on any single video because yep, literally every single night I was in the garage, <laughs> that's true, stripping it out, moving things, like actually working. Do you know, like mm-hmm. real, you know when people come you home did. from work and go, I've had a really hard day from work. I never, fe- I never <laughs> ever feel like I say that ever. You can't say. That. <laughs> so, but that one, I must admit, there's many times I got home. I got home. I was already at home. But got from the garage into the house. That commutes the garage is bloody murdering in the morning. It takes four seconds. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have any bad weather. Um, but yeah, I was literally getting home in my house at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Yeah, it was literally good. It did a good job. Going to my wife and going. I'm actually bloody knackered. Like, I know what it feels like to do bloody hard work to some degree. And then, obviously, I filmed the video. I actually edited it because I really was invested in it. And uh, it went down really well. I think it was one of our first videos on trending this year. 
Oh, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, so that obviously was a big thing as well because it was the time when everyone was after home simulators and this, that, and the other. So that was really, really up there. Um, I'll let you have that. Is there a... Th- I know the next one, 100%. You ready for it? When you play the John Robbins. Yeah, that's a good video, that. Because I think when I see a video has been a success, obviously when we do the illegal clubs, which some people love, some people don't like, which is fine, or illegal balls, whatever... They're really good, and it's nice when we sometimes find them before other people. But something's come out of the audio. Is that just your headphones? Yeah. It's really good, but it's like you don't feel like it's, in a way, your video. It's just a product, isn't it? Which is still good, but it's like, well, anybody could have found that product. But with the John Robbins one, it was our idea. So it was you playing a, bad, a self-proclaimed bad golfer. He had a full set of clubs. You had a seven iron. Well, if you remember... We actually came up with the idea before we come up with a bad golfer. Yes. So we had our idea in our mind that I wanted to play golf with an amateur golfer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I know loads of amateur golfers, but we wanted someone who was going to be really good on camera. With that little bit of charisma. And do you remember, we watched one of John Robbins' first videos with him and Alex Horn. Yeah. They, and we watched it in the office, and we, and we laughed so many times. And even just that entrance when they came on, yeah. hi, I'm John Robbins, yeah. hi, I'm Alex Horn, oh, hi, like, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And it was like, and Guy, you reached out to him, messaged, messaged John, he was yeah. really up for the idea. It was terrible weather. It was. It was February time. Mm-hmm. It, it was honestly horrendous. A lot of the times that day, we wouldn't have filmed. He actually, if you remember, he persuaded us to film in a way because he came to the office that we used to have. We did a podcast first. Then we came here and had lunch. And we were kind of twiddling our thumbs, weren't we? And he was like, <laughs> right, should we go and film now? I was like, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it was really bad. It was yeah. horrible. But luckily, actually, we got out and the first couple of holes were, were pretty grim. But after that, it actually really brightened up. It was a mammoth film. Our team, was it Harry that edited that Harry one? edited it. And you you had real director's control over it. You managed to chop it down into a, into a much still more, twenty eight minutes long. That's mad. But it was a good video. It that. could have been an hour and a half that video yeah. easily. And like I say, it has smashed it nearly two million views. And and again, you could easily rate it on views. You could rate these top three on views. That luckily does have a lot of views as well. But doesn't mean that was because it was the top video. But yeah, that was really good. So um, and we've got enough of the good stuff. I've got no. We've got, <laughs> we got we've one got more. Three. We I thought we did. I thought we did three to collectively. What did you say? We've gone... What you, your first one? Um, I've forgotten already. Lee Westwood. Oh, yeah. Home Sim. Oh, I've got more. Go on, then. <laughs> you know which one I also really liked? Yeah, go on. Weirdly, we actually released it the very day after um, Home Simulator. Will the tour caddy improve my golf score? Yeah, that was a good one. With Steve Brotherhood. And that's been a very popular podcast as well with Steve Brotherhood. That's one of the favourite, people's favourites. I just felt like that was a, just a really good video. A great idea. Really well filmed. It, had, it was a beautiful day. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the list now. I've got more. <laughs> I like the left-handed video. Yeah. The one million special. Bit different. Bit out there. Um, what else? Got too many. Anyway, too many to mention. I feel like people want to hear about what you don't like. This is where the clickbait. This is where Rick Shields hates his golf videos. Is the title going to be? <laughs> What's the worst video of the year? I know what it is. In my opinion, oh, worst <laughs> video of the year. Yeah. I feel like you're so adamant on this horrendous video. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> that was not horrendous. I'm just taking the make, but it's the worst. In the year, later in the year. It was COVID forced us to do it to some degree. Okay, so have a I look know, around. I know where we're looking. Have a look around that vicinity. Um, there's one that you're in. Steve Brotherhood was in that arena. It's around that vibe. It's obviously not that video. But it's in that oh. ballpark. Um, 
it's nothing. It's not like an embarrassing video, which has not performed well. It was like the thumbnails rubbish. Really. Was it the YouTube Golf Day one? Hundred percent is that one. <laughs> it was the Rick Shields Q and A YouTube Golf Day, um, and it was a Q and A around the course, and it was. Sorry, my microphone. It wasn't very good, was it? Headphones come out again. One sec. It wasn't the best video. COVID did force us into yeah, that video. Basically, hand. We, we knew that we needed to film content before lockdown took place, proper lockdown. And uh, we, we we were really busy. And that was literally the last one on, on the pile. And we're like, let's just film it anyway. Mm. And it was it was crap. Panic stricken. <laughs> it was crap. We thought that might have been the last video we had to release for the rest of, for the rest of the year, potentially, because, like I say, we didn't know what was going to happen. Is there a video... I'd agree with that one. I think that's that's, that's pretty pretty bad. Can I call it tripe? <laughs> tripe. The other one. <laughs> Which video would you film again if we had the chance? Oh wow. Um, I, I've got two that I'd film again if I had film the chance. Again. And it's more my presentation of the videos as opposed to maybe the idea or the concept. So it's your fault rather than my fault. I'd say so. Yeah, standard. But I think <laughs> both. Joking. I actually think both videos were my idea anyway. Oh, I think they were both my idea. I don't know. Um, and I'd I'd love to film them again because the videos I probably would never watch again in recently. Oh, no, one very very early in the year, super early. One in COVID lockdown. Mm, I don't know. I think I think it'll probably make sense when I do it. Go on. Hundred year old golf ball do it again yeah i probably would and there's a couple of reasons the 100 year golf ball if you remember in the video it's had a million views that. i know i'm not complaining for the views it's probably just not a video i would watch again mm. there's a couple of reasons i think in the video i probably said 100 year golf ball yeah did. a million times yeah and I also said these golf balls cost me a hundred pounds yeah. or whatever they cost me a million times. I repeated myself <laughs> a lot in that video. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best day in the world. I just felt like I wanted maybe to test it a little bit more, maybe get it on GC quad, maybe compare it to other golf balls. I felt like we we just didn't for for a golf ball that's a hundred years old, we didn't give it justice. How many years old is it again? <laughs> <laughs> on that theme. There's also another video that I hate the presenting of. Ooh. I hate. And it's similar theme. I was going to say, is it you? Obviously, it's you. (laughs) Similar theme. Go on. Of that. The £4,000 golf club. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Weak. Naff. (laughs) Poor. That was a crap. Again, it's had half a million views. But I must have said in the video, the driver cost £4,000 probably 4,000 times, and Gold Driver a million times. Mm. It was just crap, and I can do a lot better than that. So they're, they're the two. If I could film them again, I probably would do. I probably wouldn't film the £4,000 driver, potentially. But it still brought half a million views in, so I can't complain. It did all right, didn't it? Um, I feel a little bit today, because there's no structure. I don't know what we're going to next. I did have a Dear Rick ready, and I've lost it, so I'm trying to look at my phone and panicking a bit. <laughs> we did say we were possibly going to go live on the Facebook group. I can do that. Should we do that, do that now? now? I think we do that now, because that'll give time. us... Because people that are listening to this now will have possibly been on the live, which is weird, because that's in the future. Let's see how that goes down. It is very much a chilled out one today, isn't it? It's a, well, it's, it's, it's we've had two chilled. guest podcasts, and today's a, a chill out one. Live on... Right, live on the, the pod. I feel like we need to ring... Are you in, so you're in the podcast yeah, group yeah. now, live? I feel like we need to ring someone up. I was thinking that. Right. Live, start live video. 
Because we can ask other people what videos they liked as well. Okay, I'm live. Are you live now? Yeah, yeah. Live in the group. I wonder how many people will get watching in the group. That's the only thing. Not many. Nobody at the moment. <laughs> not so, nobody. So live. It, in... It's not in mine. It's not. Have, you, have I got to accept it weirdly? I'm sure this is in the group. Is it as the page though, or as? Oh no, I've got to accept it, prove it. That's weird. Joking. Honestly, I've got to prove you live. That's approved now. Wow, that's quite sad. So I am live on the podcast. We are filming a pre-Christmas podcast for post-Christmas release uh, here at the Marriott Worsley Park. Me, Guy. I think there's only me watching. That's what four stands. people watching. Oh, there's four. That's good. If you've got live questions, I'm going to answer them now. And you say what? Should I go on the? Should I put it on the same on the on the Instagram? They've got as well. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Paul Priest is watching. This is good. We're getting a few people watching. Any questions coming in? Oh, here we go. Sean Coyle, Stephen Gibson. These are all from the Rick Shields podcast group. Um, who else have we got? Connor Jones, Stephen Gimenez. Right, here we go. How many Happy Gilmore shots have you taken? Well, I did the video with Happy Gilmore shots and we probably hit about i probably hit about 50 attempts on that one that's from stefan martin any other questions coming in back if you're tuning in late guys we're live on the rick shields golf show podcast and we're live on facebook group uh, yeah so the instagram's live as well let's <laughs> just looking at you how we're doing instagram you can read questions that come on instagram as well oh, there's loads of people watching now tim lawson lawless sorry mark jackson justin duh, 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 can't pronounce that surname is Guy and Rick going to do a Christmas special? This kind of is. This is as good as you're getting, really. I'm really sorry, Sean. This is it. Believe it or not. Uh, Jack Nuttall's watching. Terry Pierce is watching. The only thing I'm conscious of now, though, all we're saying to people that are watching, to people that are listening to this I next know, but week. still, you might get your name read out. Okay, fair dues. Uh, have you ever been a- approached by Sky Sports? Is it something you'd do? I have been approached by Sky Sports. The opportunity wasn't what I wanted to do. But never say never. Does this little thing on Instagram live if people want to go live with the little numbers at the bottom? Yeah. Oh, you have you requests? Yeah. People wanting to go live. Um, Kyle Thornhill. Hey, Rick. Hi, Kyle. Um, yeah, so if you listen to this on the podcast, this might not be the most entertaining section, but you might get your name read out. You can out. always skip forward 30 seconds, but stay on the podcast. Who knows? We might be on for five hours this rate. Tom Harris is watching. Like I say, you might just get your name read out. Who knows? You got any questions coming in? If you're watching live, this is the podcast. We are literally filming the podcast right now. Me and Guy. Hi. At the Marriott Worsley Park. Weirdly, they won't be able to hear you that well unless you're That's actually annoying. weirdly shy. They will on this phone. Hi, everyone on Instagram. <laughs> um, what anticipated products are you most excited well, about for 2021 see, that's perfect because that's what i'm going to come on to in this episode we do that now brilliant justin you've nailed it with that question i can't pronounce your surname jut well that is a that's a surname jut Razonka. okay i feel like that's not right but most... wow someone said on this one guy has a face for podcast wow oh ouch uh ashley holland hi Thanks. guy and rick hi ashley hey clifford right When's the next course vlog? Oh, um, video's coming out, well, today on the live feed, but last week on the podcast. Anyway, podcast, thanks for listening. We've had 90 viewers. Uh, that question, Justin, you're going to bring us on to our next topic, and we'll see you all soon. Have a good Christmas, They're going everyone. off the lives now. Yeah, I'm bored of that. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye to Instagram. Bye, Instagram. <laughs> uh, oh, that was nice. That, that was, was good. Cool. So, drivers for next year. Obviously, people would have seen Cobra already. They've seen the drivers that are out so far. Titleist have brought out their offerings. Mm-hmm. Cobra have. Yeah, you might people might have seen glimpses of the ping. Yeah, 
but it's not out in Europe or America just yet. No. It's very early January. That'll be the first driver release in January. Yes. Can we give a date? I think it's 11th or 12th. I think it's the 11th. Oh, it is 11th. So then, then, typically, every year, for the last five or six years, Callaway and TaylorMade have brought out their new drivers. Yes. I can't say they are doing this year i'm not saying they're not doing this year everyone said the images they're getting two this year we've got the drivers in hand yes. and we've already started to film and test um there's one of them for me i absolutely love the look of mm-hmm. there's one of them for me from the other brand that weirdly i like the look of but in a completely different way to it's the other such one. a tease one of them is like super super traditional shaping Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Like, unbelievable, and that's why I love it. The other one, the other brand, is ridiculously futuristic, but that's also weirdly why I love the shape of it. Mm-hmm. Tested one of them so far on performance, not tested the other brand just yet. Um, but the, so let's, the three brands, Ping, TaylorMade, Callaway, they're all bringing drivers out in January, basically. You can see embargo videos. Um I've hit one of the brands so far. I've not hit the other two, but testing has started. Filming has started for those, so you're not going to want to miss them. And I've got there's a... more putters, which are really exciting. I know that sounds daft, but some of the putters that are lined up are super excited. I'm excited for putters more than anything next year. I'm going to get a new driver just because I fancy one. I don't know what I'm going to get yet. It's between a couple of the brands you've mentioned. Might get a ping potentially as well, just like the look of it. Ultimate Forgiving with a big head. So I'm going to try some. I've thought of something now off the cuff, and I was like, this is weird, right? So the other day I was driving, actually, last Monday, when we were going to try that driver. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I thought of a topic for the podcast in my head, and I started talking in the car as if I was doing the podcast, right? This is weird, isn't it? So I was talking, 
And I came up, do you remember the change my mind you do in the early days? So OG podcast listeners, pure golf clubhouse members will know this topic, this feature. Founder members of the clubhouse will know this. Right. They've always got the name on the wall. Of course. Your Ed Browns, etc. So this could also be a good title for the podcast. And I've come prepared and you're not. So be aware. I I think, and also with this, I'm a little bit devil's advocate, but I also do think it. I think custom fitting... Okay, and this is from an ex-custom fitter, is massively, massively, massively overrated. M- ridiculously overrated. And I think that most people shouldn't even bother. Okay. Do you want to hear my thoughts? And then I want you to try and tell me why I'm wrong. Or do you want to go in first with why it's so good? Well, I might not think you're wrong okay oh okay but i'll battle against it for this section okay go for it talk talk to me through it so and and when i say custom fitting i'm talking more irons here than than metals but it can be taken about the whole bag right so custom fitting and now i'm going to kind of go against my point already but custom fitting isn't just length of golf club lie of golf club and shaft there's a lot more to it and part of that is very important so when i say custom fitting let's just say you had a friend who took up golf and said I've seen a set of irons. Should I buy one iron down to Sandwich? Well, your answer would probably be no, because you're probably never going to use your one iron, your two iron, your three iron. So in, in a sense, that's custom fitting. Yeah. So by that, there's some strengths to custom fitting, clearly, because you need to know what clubs you're going to have in the bag. And also, as well, that's a benefit, because you might never use them in terms of performance and stuff, but also it's going to save you money. If you buy a set of irons, three iron to pitching wedge, or five iron to pitching wedge, it's going to be cheaper five iron to pitching wedge. You're saving money. So there's definitely some elements of custom fitting that are massively important, okay? So I'm not saying all of it's a waste of time, but the reason I think custom fitting on the whole is a waste of time, several reasons. I'm just making a note on something here. Okay. Well, so the first reason is, and I introduce myself as custom fitter, when you go to a fitting session for, let's say again, irons, 90, and what I'm talking about as well is most of the time, there's going to be some exceptions to everything, but most of the time, you go to the facility, okay, and you're hitting a set of irons, off a mat correct so straight away that is not relevant to the conditions you normally play golf on it's completely different hitting yeah. off a mat and a fairway are totally different right straight away it's rubbish second thing is again most time the golf balls in your fitting are completely different than the golf balls using the golf course for several reasons firstly you're either using range balls or if you go to a really good facility they'll probably give you like a pro v1 but you might use a strix and z style let's just say yeah the golf ball is different when you're on a golf course as well, your swing is at a point where most people pitch up to a golf course, might hit three shots in the net and go into the course. In a fitting, naturally, the fitter will ask you to warm up. So straight away, you're hitting 20 balls before the fitting starts. So you're a lot looser. So those swings you're then swinging in that fitting are a lot freer, not looser. You might swing faster than you would on the golf course because you just not hit them warm-up shots. That's true, isn't it? I think you might swing, yeah, to that point, I think you can swing faster. But I also think, weirdly, I think players' swings change in custom yeah. fittings. Well, that's, again, come on to that. Also, most, again, I see slows off fitting. Most people, when they go for a fitting, get nervous because there's somebody watching them. Correct. There's a machine telling them numbers. They don't swing again how they might normally do. They might be a bit more tense. They might be a bit more nervous. They might try and smack it because it's seems big number. Club head speed, club head speed, ball speed, ball speed, ball speed. So they start doing different swings. Your bad shot, if it goes left or goes right, oh, let's delete that one, carry on. There's no repercussions for bad shots. So again, that's different. Then it comes to the point where you go, 
Okay, let's have a look at your lie angle of the golf club. Again, a lot of fitters are hitting off a plastic board, which again, the swing bad. that you put on this plastic board is so different to how you would swing. Yeah, well, one, it's raised up anyway. It's raised up. You're and, naturally scared. Yeah. So everybody tries to do this weird swing where they come out of it and comes up as upright because they're scared, naturally. So that's weird. Also, you've hit these irons for, let's say, an hour, half an hour, however long. Nine times out of ten, you've only got to try the seven iron. Yeah. Well, how do I hit the five iron? Yeah. How do I hit the pitching wedge? How do I hit the eight iron? You've got no idea. And is lie-angle adjusted with length? Well, it will do. So as you go longer in a golf club, it will play more upright. But let's say I'm, I'm getting a fit, custom fit in. I've mm-hmm. got a seven iron, which is typically standard length, yeah. wasn't it? They've measured me. I need an inch longer than standard. Yeah. But then they lie board me with the standard iron. Yeah, most Can times they again. calculate well, that or Well, in a custom fitting, some of them would have longer shafts that they yeah, put yeah. in. But not always. It depends on how... All this, again, depends on how high level of custom fitting you go to. Yeah. But most... Even at somewhere as great as Torex, which is a fantastic facility, it's indoor. Yeah. So it's not outdoor on grass. Again, you know, where can you go to test wedges off grass? Don't really know. Probably nowhere, really. So all these factors together mean that the club that you're fit testing... The swings that you open on it, the balls that hit in, the environment you're in, everything, it's nothing like being on the golf course. So, obviously, you could argue, well, you're going to get close to what you would normally be than a stock set. But how many golfers are that different? Now, if you're five foot two or seven foot two, obviously, you need the clubs longer or shorter. But for most people, the whole process, it's a waste of time. <laughs> that didn't quite quite as good in the car, to be honest. When I was in the car, I was so honest, no one listening. I was so articulate. I was a proper wordsmith. It's a voice recorder. Um I'm I'm gonna play devil advocate because I agree with a lot of things that you say. Okay. okay. I think custom fitting needs to be called two separate things. Mm-hmm. I think there's custom made mm-hmm. and I think there's club fitting. Okay. Interesting. So drop the term custom fitting. I think you can get custom-made irons, mm-hmm. which are what you're talking about. You need three iron to pitching wedge or four iron to pitching wedge because statistically you don't hit three iron, you don't hit two iron, you don't hit one iron. You also need a wedge makeup, which is 50 degrees of loft, 54 degrees, 58 degrees. You need a, you need a hybrid, a five wood, a driver. Okay, mm-hmm. I'd almost see that as being custom made, and and it's like the color of the golf clubs, the 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 finer details that makes them individual for you, mm-hmm. for you as a golfer. Then I believe there should be a club fitting. Now, a club fitting. If I could change the club fitting model at the moment, yes, I believe it should be on grass. I believe it should be in a room where nobody else is present, mm-hmm. so you're just left to your own devices with a club, ideally that you can hit. And that club, if you've hit 10, 15, 20 shots with every club in the... It should have, there should be a bag of a standard set of irons that you don't have, a, have any idea what they are. And you hit every club in that set with no pressure, with not really much warm-up, with no numbers or anything. And that room maps everything that you do. It mm-hmm. measures your, your strike locations, your line goals, your distances of every shot. It doesn't tell you directly. You walk out that room and a prescription is printed... Yeah. With everything that you need, you need for your individual, after all the data we've measured, after measuring your height, how steep you swing it, your, your lie angle, your bounce angle that you're going to need off your wedges, you need this prescription. Then you take that prescription into the golf shop and then make your irons custom made mm-hmm. for all those other bits that you need. That would be the dream scenario. But even even like I said before, and this is clutching its jaws a little bit, I know, 
but a lot of golfers, some people listen to this who might be a bit more hardcore golfers might not do this, but a lot of golfers literally turn up to the course, hit five or six putts, and even we do this, and then go onto the course and start playing. But you're in a fitting, you have 10 warm-up shots or 20 or 30 or more. So even that isn't real. Um, I've become more savvy when I've used to test drivers, and, oh, used to test drivers, I still do, when I, when I used to get custom fit for drivers back in the day, and you're right, I'd get a driver and I'm swinging as hard as I can, as fast as I can, I'm optimizing my speed, like I'm just smashing mm-hmm. it. I'm no no repercussions, I'm warm, I'm loose, I'm swinging it as fast as I can. I can, I'm trying to get launch, I'm trying to get distance and everything else. That's all well and good in that scenario, yeah. but then I also now, the wiser me, the more mature me, mm. the more <laughs> educated me, thinks to myself, well, I'm not being funny, on a cold Wednesday at the Marriott Worsley Park on the first tee... That's not you. That's not how I but swing. An extra layer on. An extra layer on. I've not fully warmed up and all this yeah. jazz. And guess what? I've got to try and hit a fairway right now. I can't just blast it as hard as I can. So that extra super pokey shaft that I had in that driver with seven degrees of loft that I was absolutely nailing in the warm sun in Orlando... That's the Instagram Rick, not the real Rick. Reality. Yeah. I've done the first tee at the Marriott when my hands are shaking, trying to put the tea in the ground, because yeah. one, I'm nervous, two, it's cold. I've got people watching. I've got a fair when I'm looking down at a 70-degree driver with a shaft that's oh. stiffer than stiff. Mm. Doesn't would, give me confidence. Would it be unfair to say that custom fitting is something that's been almost made up and pushed by brands and retailers just to increase revenue rather than actually improve people's games? Well, that's if you measured the stats, that'd be really interesting. I don't know if there is any stats on this. Custom fitting versus non-custom fitting is there any improvements in in performance yeah. like at all like is the if you took 10 golfers that had no custom fitting 10 golfers with custom fitting track them for two years is which group makes more more improvement potentially another thing as well not, not bad mouthing when i used to work at nike but i used to go around doing fitting and this is why so much i've seen as well i would sometimes <laughs> diagnose somebody for want of a better phrase okay we're going to put you with a shaft that you're going to buy it's going to be the project x pxi whatever it might be half an inch longer but like you said i haven't got that one in half an inch longer so they're literally spending 800 pounds or whatever on a set of irons that the shaft that they're actually going to walk away with in the exact length the exact line the exact grip the exact swing weight they've not even tried and even if you have tried it it's only in a seven iron off a mat with balls that they probably don't play with so i am this kind of semi-tongue in cheek but i just think there's so much of a culture now but get fitted get fitted get fitted well is it that important if it puts you at piece that you prefer the tailor-made over the mizuno or the callaway over the ping that's good or you know that you're not going to bother with x y and z brand because you didn't like it that's fair enough but i don't think it's the be all and end all everyone thinks it is i almost think there's another strand in this so the the subheading at the moment is custom fitting is that mm. what most people know it as i would say yeah, it is. yeah custom fitting i think you've got custom made club fitting and then i think there's another subheader in this which is literally just trying club clubs mm. club trying yeah because mm. that that in general, is what a lot I'm not of opposed to, to that. I think that's good. If you went to a shop and said it's been my birthday, I've got a grand in my pocket, I want a new set of irons, I like the tailor made, Titleist, and the Mizuno, and the PXG because they're on offer or something. Let me try those four sets out, and you go, oh, behind the ball, Titleist is great. Clip, clip, clip. Oh, that feels the best. That's fine. Numbers are not numbers. Well, again, but what do numbers mean? And that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think. But I think, how would you justify it otherwise? Like, how do you. You have to. Because sometimes somewhere. you buy something because it looks good. I know, but let's say, again, you've got like grand and you are maybe torn between two mm. and you do want performance. You do want to know you're getting the driver that's going to hit it furthest for you or whatever it may be. 
you do need numbers, but then does it just become a but, big drive competition? But, but possibly, then at what point do numbers become viable? Is one shot with each? So it sounds silly. If I got an 18 handicap golfer now and hit one shot with a TaylorMade and one with a Callaway, could you say off that which is best? I don't think you could, no. Exactly. So can you off five or ten? or Where does it come in where it's a viable test? Yeah. And then at what point, sounds silly, does that consumer get tired? We all, in, in the golf course, we hit one shot normally, put the club in the bag and hopefully walk for 300 yards or whatever. At what point does that become unrealistic? Yeah. So what I'm trying to get, I don't have the answers, but non, nothing remotely at the minute about club fitting is real to golf. It's like saying, go and try some new running trainers, but you're going to run on sand. But I run on the road. No, but for this test, you have to run on the sand. But that's not how I run. Yeah, but fact, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing, isn't it's it? All, well, I actually went for a trainer fitting a yeah. long time ago, and it was on a treadmill mm. because they wanted to film and everything else. But treadmill running, again, is different it's to different, road softer. running. Yeah, exactly. Last way then. <laughs> I'm so passionate about this. No, I don't think you're wrong. I don't I don't think you're fully, fully... I, I take out one over. What, what do you say? Custom fitting is very... Overrated. But then over, over, over. I think, yeah, so three I think you times. could probably just take maybe mm-hmm. two times of over. So it's just overrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe not over, over, overrated. The other thing, and again, this would be an amazing idea if it could happen. I feel like this is where Marcus could really kind of the tech guy that we had on a few weeks ago would love something like this. You went out with a set of clubs that were all like again a bland set full mm-hmm. set 20 golf clubs in a bag right mm-hmm. and you played a full round of golf after your normal warm up and everything on your normal golf course and after that round of golf the clubs that you've used again prints off this prescription yeah we found out that on the first tee you swing at 103 miles per hour by the time you've warmed up on the seventh tee you're swinging at 108 miles per hour but also by the 18th tee you're back down to 102 miles yeah. per hour we noticed on the first hole you missed left, but I mean you can almost that's real data, isn't it? But you couldn't almost do it off one round. It no. almost have to be like five rounds in different conditions. So the, these, you know, AI golf clubs that you could have this non-branded set of golf clubs again, twenty different golf clubs in your bag because you'd have to have all different variants would be able to go. We've learned enough about you. We mm. know about you at your home golf course. We know that the, the turf condition is is such in this time of year or whatever it may be. We found out when you go in the bunker, you you prefer to splash it out rather than trying to clip the ball out. Whatever it may be, we've noticed on 90% of your putts, you miss everything left or short or whatever it may be. After all that data we've got from you, this is the prescription of golf clubs that you need. Mm. Yeah. But then you'd need to go, I need to club try them. I need to well, the, custom made them. The thing is, the last thing I'm going to say on this, I know, I know it's better than nothing, so it's, it's a bit of a pointless argument. All this is better than not trying at all, I guess. But the last thing is... What's well, the only part of the golf could be a hold? The grip, the grip, obviously. The grip. You go for a fitting, nine times out of ten, all the shafts they have anyway will just be one grip. Whichever the grip is, that, that season's grip of choice for that brand, whether it be a tall velvet or a lampkin or whatever it might be. And it's normally just in one thickness as well. So you could have an amazing fitter, fitting with a great fitter, and they go, right, okay, let's just check. The last thing we'll do is check your hand size. You put your hand on a, a piece of paper, whatever, they might have a thing, or you might grip it, and they say, right, yeah, we're going to get you two more layers and a mid size grip because you've got big hands. You're a size XL glove. You then get a set of clubs ordered with a grip on that is quite literally massively different to what you tried. Now, in theory, that should help you because it's a bigger grip, but you've got no idea how that club now swings and feels and the swing weight of it with that grip on, but you've just spent a grand on them. It is mad. I remember. Do you remember the old, um, I don't know if Nike had them, but I know a lot of other brands had them. Like it's, It was almost like a, th- a grip. You can feel the, thick- the thickness of a grip. Mm. It was like on, yeah. on half a shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but there was no club head. You couldn't actually hit a shot, but you, you could feel it. Yeah. Oh, they're the right ones for you because your fingertips just touch your palm yeah, yeah, there yeah. or whatever it may be. But like I say, you've not hit any shots with that. And, and that's why I say it's not saying it's pointless custom fitting. I just think it is overrated. And every time we see anything on, on your videos or comments anywhere, people go, oh, go and get fitted, get fitted, get fitted. And that's fine. It, there's some benefits to it. But all I'm trying to say in this whole massive argument that's gone for 20 minutes is that people listening don't always think that custom fitting is the be-all and end-all because in a lot of ways it's not that great no certainly some high street retailers not going to be named i often don't like fittings i've mentioned it to you loads times before i don't like getting fitted i think it's a weird we hate fitting we hate fitting. (laughs) here on the rick next week we're sponsored by (laughs) you can see this now people going rick you're a pga bro you should be endorsing fittings um i mean but endorsing buying golf clubs but maybe not fittings uh how far in are we probably too far are we 40 minutes i feel like today's been a very up and down podcast um as i know i always say this it's not been the best not been the worst the thing i do want to say is i know you said it at the start but like we obviously appreciate everybody listening that's great the people that we appreciate the most the ones that um subscribe obviously and then even more so the ones that we personally class as friends i know you do is people that um give us five stars and apple <laughs> those are the kind of people that i really hope had a great christmas let me let me be honest. If you've done everything mm-hmm. that we've ever asked, yeah. you'll be getting a Christmas card. Yeah, yeah. Like you've already got one. Yeah, yeah. So if literally you're you're sat there listening now going, scratching your head going, hold on, I didn't get a Christmas card. You've not done the whole criteria. There's something that you've missed. Yeah. You don't know what it is. You don't you need to you figure need to that know out. Yourself. We can't tell you what you've missed. If if you've not, let's be honest, if you've not it might be the fact you you don't follow me on TikTok. Yeah. You know, right, that's a big one, that. It might it might be something similar as that. Mm. It might be the fact you've not liked every single one of my Instagram posts this year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, something yeah. simple. Something that's not too much asked. Don't come knocking on my door asking where your card is when you've not liked Rick's TikTok. <laughs> so, that's... The, uh, better luck next year. If be you more Ed Brown. Just just be a bit more obsessive. Yeah. That's all we ask. Yeah. Be a li- Like every single YouTube video, like every single Facebook video, leave a comment. Only positive ones. Any, any glimpse... Of negativity, you're on the naughty you're list. That's it. Our clubhouse, our rules. In it, <laughs> yeah. Really. If you don't like it, leave. If I'm honest, it's probably only me and Guy in the actual proper clubhouse. Yeah, there is. Also on the clubhouse and and a bit more podcasty stuff. We had so many emails over the last few months, which obviously is incredible. We've replied to as, as many as we possibly can. Um, but at the minute, we've had I've actually had to go on read all and just kind of clear them because there've been there've been too many and it's been hard. So what we're gonna do from from the new year, new me, we're gonna read all the new. If you want to send an email, it's podcastshields.com all the features we've got dear rick nightmare golf shots crazy golf listener of the week we're going to be bringing back as well so do email us we read as many as we can um rate us five stars because that does mean a lot and i feel like there's anything else that you want to add the only thing i was going to touch on go on favorite podcast episode this year oh okay favorite guest i think i can do quite easily um only because episode i feel like i forget episodes i think i do like having guests on I think people enjoy that. Who's your favourite guest? I'm going to be honest. The audio was a bit poor, which lets it down. I think Tubes, Peter Tubes, Dale was really good. I think it was a good contrast of talking about golf, talking about some of his personal trials and tribulations, and I think he was very relatable and very likeable. Mine, honestly, because I literally couldn't stop asking him questions, Steve Brotherhood. Yeah? The caddy. Steve was very good. Because I'm so intrigued. That, that's... That's so close to our world, yet also feels like a completely different world away, mm. doesn't it? Like, he is a caddy for a professional golfer. It's so close to what, <laughs> you know, but yet it felt so far away. 
Marquez, obviously, Brownlee was a massive one as well. You know, he's a he's a huge, huge YouTuber. Massively appreciate him. Uh, I mean, this is what, episode number 50-odd? 54, I think. We're going to try and keep this nice mix of sometimes just us two, sometimes having a really good guest on, maybe bring in Matt Fryer the odd time. If, if we have to bring in a, a very B-star guest, we'll bring in Matt Fryer. Matt Fryer. Do you know what Matt's I mean? Matt's just like there as his safety. Basically, what, what Matt does, he's a great guy, but he... he he pretends he coaches at Trafford Golf Centre, but in reality, he actually stays in the car park at Marriott Golf um, Country Club. And whenever we need him, we just pull him out of the car, don't we? So he's actually sat there now. He's like, he's like a, a substitute, isn't he? Yeah. He's like James Milner. He's really... He, he can play in a lot of different vital roles. He's very solid. Um, <laughs> bit bland, bit beige. If he was back at Chris, Matt, he'd just be ready salted, wouldn't he? He would. Nice. Absolutely fine. Just not exotic. Is that fair to say? I think so. What would it be for a drink, Matt Fryer? Um, Highland, a bottle of Highland Spring, I'd no, say. Like, but like flavoured. Okay, but like lemon. Yeah. That... <laughs> you know, like, some people must like it. Like some... <laughs> but I don't see the appeal. Because otherwise, why would they make it? Yeah. Why, okay. would, why would you make spring water lemon flavoured? Yeah. Someone's got to like it. That's Matt Fryer. Yeah. It's not for everyone's taste. I, I totally understand you that. You don't want too much of it either. It's not even for my taste. <laughs> But some people <laughs> would absolutely love it. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to shout, that episode we obviously did at your place that time. Oh, yeah. Where the audio was horrendous. Yeah. And the guy somewhat saved it. That's probably the worst one. That was only audio. Yeah, that was really it's bad actually audio. a really good podcast. Because we talked about the cheats and how we how we dismantled the cheats. Yeah. Sorry, there might be a bit of noise in the background. No, the cheat. Oh, dear, we did. The che- yeah. Because we hadn't figured out. Yeah. We hadn't figured out the cheats until the week after. Yeah. Either way, everyone, have a great new year. We'll be back on the 5th of January with a new podcast. I think it's the 5th or the 4th. Whatever that Tuesday is, 5th, I think you're right. And then, you know, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Like, we were going to have a break. Guy begged me, pleaded, and I said, no, no. we carry on. The show must go on, however good and however bad. Yeah, so... Any closing words? Um, I'm not sure if this is a load of trash, to be honest with you, but anyway, happy new year, everybody. See you soon. Any questions you want to ask me? Um, not really can we go home now mate some time off please you know. Christmas it's Christmas Work. day I've got custom fitting on my day off see you later bye <laughs>